With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The head of a notorious Haitian gang accused of kidnapping 17 members of a U.S.-based missionary group last weekend is warning that the hostages will be killed if his demands aren't met. Gang leader Wilson Joseph delivered the threat in a video posted on social media Thursday. Also on SRNews.com, federal regulators are ordering Apple, Amazon, PayPal, and other tech giants to reveal how their proprietary payment networks function. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is seeking more transparency into the payment systems created by the big tech companies, as well as details about consumer protections. Director Rohit Chopra says tech companies are, quote, eagerly expanding their empires to gain greater control and insight into our spending habits. That's correspondent Ben Thomas reporting. Russian emergency officials say 16 people have been killed by an explosion and a fire at a gunpowder factory. The emergency situations ministry says the explosion hit the factory in the Ryazan region, about 167 miles southeast of Moscow. Airlines had a good third quarter. American and Southwest Airlines are reporting profits thanks to large amounts of government pandemic relief. The airlines expecting strong traffic over the holidays if cases of COVID-19 keep declining. The highly contagious Delta variant cut into revenue over the past couple of months. Still, American posted a $169 million profit after collecting nearly $1 billion in taxpayer money to cover most of its payroll costs. And Southwest earned $446 million after getting $763 million in federal aid. John Scott reporting. An official Chinese newspaper says a troubled developer who's struggled to avoid a multi-billion dollar debt default is rattling global financial markets has wired $83.5 million to make an overdue payment to foreign bondholders. This is SRN News. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB News. Charges dropped for a 70-year-old great-grandmother who refused to leave her daughter's side at the hospital UF Health in Jacksonville last month. 70-year-old Lynn Savage said she was merely acting as her daughter's advocate following brain surgery, which had been requested by the surgeon. I was being instrumental in helping them communicate with her, and then all of a sudden they want me to leave. We're not asking for anybody to bend the rules. We're asking people to provide the same services to her that are provided to people without a handicap. We not only ask that, the ADA ruled on that. A bystander hit by a stray bullet during a fight between two women in Arlington. This happened at an apartment complex on Kona Avenue last night. The innocent bystander taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. We're working to get an update on the investigation. And JSO says a man was shot overnight, crashed into a utility pole on Cleveland Road. Working to get an update on his condition. That's Jacksonville.radio News. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Jacksonville's only morning local political talk show, the Ed Dean Radio Show. News, opinion, and your chance to call in with your opinion. Weekdays, 6 till 9 a.m. on AM 600 WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? We have a couple of accidents to tell you about. 295 northbound, the entrance ramp from 103rd to northbound 295, there is an accident there. The road's open, but people love to slow down and look. Another 295 southbound between Blanding and Roosevelt. The road is open there, too. An accident 295 southbound between Blanding and Roosevelt. 
Mostly sunny today. Expect a high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. Right now, 66 in Jacksonville. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has called for a special session in November for state lawmakers to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and for workers. New polling data shows most consumers are beginning to notice the supply shortages at retail stores. And Florida State Attorney General Ashley Moody announced this week that her office has shut down three fraudulent websites attempting to steal driver license information. She also warns consumers to still be on the outlook for COVID-19 scams that might be going on. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. Hey, coming up on uh, five minutes after 7 a.m., Roger's off today taking some vacation time. Dr. A.J. Davis is hanging out with us doing the news, and we got a lot of guests lined up for you later today. Good morning. I'm your host, Ed Dean, all the way with you to 9 a.m. Sit back, enjoy the morning ride. Very fast-paced, very entertaining right here on Talk Radio WBOB. Let's get on with the news. New polling data shows that a majority of consumers out there are noticing the shortages at retail outlets and at local food chains. Americans are paying attention to the supply chain crisis. Our new polling shows 71% of those responding have noticed products out of stock. 55% have noticed slow delivery times. So far, 39% say they have stocked up on food and essentials because of all of this. That's the host of special report Brett Baer. Fox News William LaJeunesse talks about how hundreds of ships are waiting off U.S. ports and that's where a lot of the problems begin with the supply chain shortage. Across the country the supply chain crisis is hitting home. A record 159 ships, 63 in port, but 96 offshore, waiting sometimes weeks to dock. Longshoremen say they're ready to heed the president's call for 24-7, but when the ports ask truckers to work the 3 to 7 a.m. shift, not enough showed. We have three shifts, first, second, and third. They choose not to work the third because there's no one comes to pick up the cargo on the third shift because on the other side of the supply chain, there's no place to take the container. Many of the president's issues dealing with spending and with some recent polling as well where most Americans are not buying into it. Fox News' Peter Ducey. The president is in political peril as 43% of registered voters polled are finding bills for groceries and everyday items have increased a lot. Part of the president's proposed fix, trillions worth of new government spending, but only 38% believe the plans would help the economy. Attorney- that is Fox News' Peter Ducey. Fox Radio's Lisa Brady talks about how a story came out about a month ago dealing with a letter by the National School Board Association calling parents at several school board meetings throughout the country to be investigated because they might be part of a domestic terrorism out there now the attorney general under the biden white house merrick garland scales back the comments and says they're not going to be going after parents at local school board meetings Attorney General Merrick Garland spending part of his day on the defense at a House hearing. Republicans hammering away at a federal response to protests at local school board meetings. Louisiana Republican Congressman Mike Johnson. Instead of addressing the major issues facing the country, they're inserting the DOJ into culture war matters. Garland telling the House Judiciary Committee the Justice Department supports parents' free speech rights. I can't imagine any circumstance in which the Patriot Act would be used in the circumstances uh, of parents complaining 
anything about their children, nor can I imagine a circumstance where they would be labeled as domestic terrorism. He says the goal is trying to prevent violence and the threat of violence. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is calling for a special legislative session in the month of November to deal with the Biden White House vaccine mandate that was proposed back in August. Governor Ron DeSantis pushing back against the Biden administration's plan to impose vaccine mandates. He is calling for a special legislative session now to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and workers. He outlined broad goals for the session, including holding businesses liable for adverse reactions to the vaccine, removing legal liability protections for employers with those vaccine mandates in place, and added protections for people who've been fired for not being vaccinated. That's WPT TV down in South Florida. And the Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody has announced this week that they've shut down several fraudulent websites obtaining to steal your driver's license information. She says that the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles is not requiring driver's licenses updates listing to prove other areas, especially your proof of vaccine. The AG here in the state of Florida also says still continue to be aware of current COVID-19 scams. COVID scams are hot right now. Scammers, email or text to confirm your personal information so you can receive your stimulus check. But they're really stealing your identity. Also, watch out for COVID phishing emails. Common subject lines include vaccine registration, information about your vaccine, vaccine requirements. Phishing's also cashing in on the popularity of Zoom. You'll get an email with the Zoom logo telling you you're missing a meeting. But when you click on the link, hackers can download malicious software on your computer. If you do click on a phishing link, immediately disconnect your device from the internet. While you are disconnected, back up your files onto a hard drive. Then scan your system for malware and change all of your passwords. That's news anchor Melanie Lawson from News 4 Jacks. When they talk about phishing, that's P-H-I, not F-I-S-H-I-N-G. Just want to clarify that. Coming up next, big discussion. The latest poll numbers out there show that President Biden's numbers in some polls are around 37%. Some others are the low 40s. But while many of those that don't approve of the Biden agenda, around the same majority of 59% do not want to see former President Trump run in 2024. Is there something up with the numbers? Or are they pretty accurate? We'll have this discussion coming up next right here on Talk Radio WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? A couple of minor setbacks on the road for you. 295 northbound, the entrance ramp from 103rd to 295 northbound. Accident there. The road is open, but people like to slow down and look. Another accident, 295 southbound, right between Blanding and Roosevelt. The road there is open as well, but look for slowdowns. See something on the road that'll help. 901 safe. Mostly sunny today. Expect a high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. Are you having difficulty paying your IRS personal or business taxes due to COVID-19? If you owe a tax debt, there has never been a better time than now to get a resolution. The IRS has rolled out historic tax debt removal guidelines under their Taxpayer Relief Initiative. This COVID-19 program provides opportunities to remove or lessen your tax burden that weren't previously available. The tax attorneys at J. David Tax Law are right here in Jacksonville and are experts at negotiating with the IRS. At J. David Tax Law, only highly experienced tax attorneys will represent you. Never trust your tax situation to anyone that's not local to you. 
We've helped thousands of Floridians to overcome IRS and sales tax debt. Let us help you. Call J. David Tax Law today for a no-cost consultation at 904-507-4777. That's 904-507-4777. Or go to jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. Hi, this is Bob with the Pump Station Pros. Did a property near you experience regulatory scrutiny, large fines, and broken equipment? Call us. We're here to help. Our preventive maintenance program clearly outlines the problems that your pump station has. This enables you to better budget your expenses, not only for yourself, but for your client. With our experience, we'll clearly explain to you why you're spending the money that you're spending and how it's going to benefit your pump station. We have trained and skilled people with a combined experience of over 200 years. We're the Pump Station Pros, 904-249-8080. We have the ability to diagnose and solve problems that can be costly. Serving Nassau, St. John's, Clay, and Duval County. Consolidated Utilities, 904-249-8080. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome to a new day. Mostly sunny. Should be nice if you have some outdoor plans. High 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. Saturday, will start the weekend with a lot of sunshine. It's going to be a great weekend. High today, 85, 86, and the high tomorrow, 85. So we're right there. 66 now in Jacksonville. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB. By calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, <laughs> AM 600, and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Oh, man, you love it when, I, when, I, when I'm when i in pain. No, I just love it. I just, I love the honesty, you know, 83, 85, bingo, there we go. So, no, right. AJ, AJ's a good friend. I always love <laughs> joking with him. Roger's out uh, for today, taking it easy, and so uh, AJ's kind of hanging out with us, so it's always good to have him on. We always have a good time. I'm, I'm trying to stay awake. Is it, wow, I'm that's a good one. I usually do afternoons. I usually do afternoons. Oh, I thought it was just another dig at us for digging at you a couple weeks ago. But anyway, I'm joking Whoops. with you. It's good to have everybody with us. Uh, Roger's out today, so you got me right here all the way with you tonight. AM Talk Radio, WBOB. All right, so let's continue on with the news. Let's get to it. I want to get this panel discussion going. Let me set this story up. Um, the latest Quinnipiac numbers out this week. So, okay, several polls have came out this week. Fox News... Biden's numbers are in around 43, 44%, give or take, right? Quinnipiac has shown the last several polls of pres, couple polls of President Biden is his approval ratings at 37% with a disapproval at 52. The same poll said that 59% do not, as much as they don't like President Biden's policies, 59% of the same people that were polled said that. They do not want to see former President Trump run in 2024. Let's get to the debate. Matt Schellenberg, former Jacksonville City Councilman, now he's a business writer for FloridaDaily.com and very well-known media strategist Jamie Miller, who's the state director of the website for the group PeopleWhoThink.com. Um, so, Jamie, let me start with you. It's kind of interesting. The Quinnipiac number, 52% don't approve of the of the Biden agenda. The same group that was polled, 59% don't want to see Trump run for a uh, 2024 bid. What do you make out of it? Hey, this isn't abnormal, Ed. You know, as as a, poli- a popular politician, especially within their own party, 
leaves office. Every day they're out of office, they get a little less and less popular. So uh, Trump's popularity dropping um, and people not wanting part of it, I think, is his age. He'll be older than Joe Biden uh, on a when Joe Biden was first elected in 2024. And so I think people are just uh, ready to turn the page. I know a lot of listeners aren't going to like to hear that, but I think that the truth of the matter is is that uh, people love Trump's policies. They right. want to see them enacted, but they uh, do not want to go through another four years of, of Trump's tantrums. So I can talk about Biden all day, which we do, Matt. Let me talk about a clip. Here was host of Special Report Fox News, Brett Baer. Trump came out and recently said that Republicans won't vote in 2022 or 2024 unless the election fraud is solved out of 2020. Here's the clip. As the former president issues a statement today predicting Republicans will not vote in 2022 or 2024 if what he calls the presidential election fraud of 2020, quote, is not solved. You know, Matt, I keep making this correlation here, and I think there is something that's relevant to it if most of my conservative friends can understand why it is as well, that Hillary Clinton... I don't think she, I, I don't know. I mean, Joe Biden, whatever. But Hillary, you know, they were tinkering with her running again in 2020. But even Democrats, after about two and a half, three years, it's said, as much as we like Hillary, you got to get off this. You lost in 2016. Get over it. It's time to move on with other issues. I don't know if we see that with Republicans, with Trump right now, do we, Matt? Uh, I think that I agree with Jamie. I think that the further down the road you go, the less... Uh, that narcissistic, egotistical uh, ex-president going to be relevant going forward. My concern, interesting enough, on a, a segue, is that he came out with a SPAC yesterday, and it was the most heavily traded SPAC there's ever been. Almost four, almost a half a billion trades uh, 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 occurred, right. and the stock went up, and it has no value whatsoever. With, it, they with, don't this, have a, with a, new a social media. They don't have anybody operating it, and so there's always going to have this this core people that believe that whatever Trump says, and by the way, by Trump saying that in 2022 and 24, that's why we have, we did not win right. uh, the Senate in, in Georgia. Yeah. That's why we are in the problem we have because of him. I'm, I'm totally. He, and if, I, and I, if I can add something, if I can add something yeah. here, Ed, like I, I'm, what Donald Trump is suggesting is that Republicans nationwide play Russian roulette with six bullets in the chamber. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Russian roulette. Wait, 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 explain that. Russian roulette with six bullets in the chamber means you have no chance for survival. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. That's right. right. Okay. right. I was too busy thinking of the poker version of roulette, but I don't know. I guess I, it's I'm not sorry, Russian. I'm sorry, it included, I'm sorry it included math, Ed. Ah, okay. That's a good one out there. Here's another one. WPTV reporting out of South Florida. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis is going to call for a special session dealing with the proposed federal vaccine mandates by the Biden White House. Governor Ron DeSantis pushing back against the Biden administration's plan to impose vaccine mandates. He is calling for a special legislative session now to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and workers. He outlined broad goals for the session, including holding businesses liable for adverse reactions to the vaccine, removing legal liability protections for employers with those vaccine mandates in place, and added protections for people who've been fired 
for not being vaccinated. All right, Matt, we've had this big, heavy uh, discussion or heavy debate on this discussion about the vaccine mandates. Federally, I don't think there's anything constitutional they can do it. Normally, these things you would think, if it's going to happen, if you support them, should be left to the state. But uh, the governor says, hey, we're going to call a special session. Let's get this done with. And uh, I, I, mean, wh- I mean, how do you... What type of legislation will be proposed? The governor's... I mean, how do you... Do you... Well... If the state doesn't want to recognize it, do they have to pass a state law? I guess that's the right way to go. Otherwise, Matt, you just challenge it, challenge it at the U.S. Supreme Court, I would think. Yeah, I, I think that you get Ashley Moody in there and you'd challenge it. But interesting enough, it has given large corporations cover. And in spite of the fact it's giving large corporations uh, cover, Southwest Airlines has had an enormous problem because they're based out of Texas and a lot of those people aren't going to be vaccinated. And they basically said two weeks ago, you got to be vaccinated. But they've backed off of that because they, they need to uh, fly the planes with pilots and stewardesses. So interesting enough, I think that Biden's mandate gave big companies cover. Smaller companies are not going to pay attention because they're never going to be able to go. And and it won't make any difference. Either you're going to be vaccinated or you're not going to be vaccinated. And I'm just um, disappointed with those that aren't vaccinated because I've not only been vaccinated, I got the booster. And I didn't have to be told by Biden, uh, uh, by an overreach mandate to do it. You know, Jamie, you covered a lot of politics for years. But politically, I think this is pretty smart politically now you put the democrats on the the defense out there to talk about whether or not they should invoke vaccine mandates and maybe put them on the record that if you don't agree with 100 or more and by the way jamie who came up with the number 100 or more if you wanted to have it full-blown why not go for 50 or more down the road i think it's smart to put the democrats on defense here in florida you know it, it, this is no longer about public policy we all know that i mean uh it, it is purely uh or it is purely politics or we would be talking about people who have antibodies. If we are not talking about people who have antibodies, if you're vaccinated, we know now that after 120 to 150 days, these vaccines have lost about 50% of their efficacy. And so we, so that you need a booster. So, so if you have a vaccine and you had it in January, it's quite possible that you have no antibodies today. So a vaccine card from January does not prove anything to anybody. And so we're having this public discussion about things that don't matter. The only thing that matters is do people have antibodies? And we know the vaccines are wearing off or we would not need boosters. Go ahead, Matt. Well, that, that, I, Jamie, I agree with you. But you know, back when we got the uh, original vaccine in January, February, the uh, most of them got 30 days later or uh, Moderna was 60, uh, like 60 days later. And in Europe and and uh, other places, they actually sp- had that spread out a lot longer, and that's why you're seeing that we have to get uh, the booster quicker. And I think what's going to happen is once once people are vaccinated, this virus will die, and that's what you're looking at. And and so I'm not arguing. And, I'm not and, arguing and, whether people should yeah. get the booster or not. I'm I'm arguing that from a public policy standpoint. This administration is talking about it's talking about a shiny toy of vaccines because it's politically popular. And if they wanted to talk about public health, if they wanted to talk about public health, they would talk about antibodies. And they are not. So anytime no. they're mentioning vaccines, it's 100 percent political. If they change no, their, their tone yeah. and rhetoric to antibodies, then we can because 
Colin Powell got was fully vaccinated, died. So, and we're well, going to see more yeah, and more but, of this. We're going to see more no, and more of he this. He didn't die because, of COVID. It was other no, stuff. No, wait a second. He died. He he was ill going into it. Yeah. He had cancer. Okay. And okay we, the, so forward. is everybody. So you could argue that everybody was ill of something who died of COVID almost. No, no. So he was... He, yeah, let's not let's not get caught up on Colin Powell. The truth of the matter is, we're going to see more right. and more people die, quote, with COVID, if because their vaccines are wearing off and they're not getting their boosters right. or they haven't gotten their boosters or whatever. And so, the point, my point is, the, the right. p- public policy health uh, standards. Okay. Right. I got to run. Hey, Jamie, and and Ed, I think your original point was. Should we have a special session on this? I think this is a loser for DeSantis, and I think he, he should just keep his mouth shut and, and get Ashley <laughs> uh, Moody to, to fight this uh, uh, federal mandate. That's where you're going to do it. That's where you do it. This this uh, bringing it open, he is going to lose people uh, on, on his side. And the way he's handled this, I'm very disappointed with him, and, and that's the way it is. I, this is bringing people back, and as you said it earlier, what are you going to put in the bill? I, I'm kind of curious. What are you going to put in the bill? Yeah, but 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 who? Hey, nothing surprised me coming from Tallahassee. Believe me. All right, listen. Good discussion. I got to run. Matt Schellenberg, former Jacksonville City Councilman, uh, business writer for FloridaDaily.com, and uh, Jamie Miller, media director, state director for the Big Time Media Group. People who think. Dot com. All right, Jamie, you're the biggest Thank antibody I know out there. All right, anyway. It's good to have you guys on today, man. So he's, he's anti-everybody. I'm just joking. Jamie's the man. All right. Mark, coming up next, it's Ed Dean. All right, Roger Henderson's taking some time off, so we'll be ready to go. All of this coming up next, it's Ed and Roger. Minus Roger today. But, hey, still part of the show right here on Talk Radio WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? We have a broken down vehicle southbound I-95 at Riverside. The right lane is blocked there. Broken down vehicle southbound I-95 at Riverside. Watch out for that right lane there. Also, earlier accident, 295 northbound. The entrance ramp from 103rd. The road is open, but people love to slow down. Also, another one at 295 southbound between Blanding and Roosevelt. That road is open as well. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. This traffic report is brought to you by J. David Tax Law. When you owe the IRS and can't pay, go to jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. The Brandon Groover News Hour, Fridays 5 to 6 on WBOB, has accurately predicted the outcome of the presidential election and the Georgia Senate race. Hear the newsmakers and join in at 831-0600. Friday, a discussion on the need to build common ground between African Americans and the Republican Party. The GOP will fade from power unless this happens. Also, the rising tension between China and Taiwan. Tune in Friday 5 to 6 on WBOB, sponsored by Elite Home Health and Fredo Maintaining your community or company's facility security is a priority, but it's not always easy. Until now, Sunbelt Gated Access Systems is now a Brevo access dealership for all of Northeast and Central Florida. Brevo's streamlined process is cloud-based, providing easy system access from anywhere on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Brevo's system is built for the future with the ability to change with the times and accommodate you, the user. 
your security management should be a one-stop shop. Forget multiple platforms with different software for each. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems and Brevo will eliminate the hassle, stress, and unknowns that you deal with every day with your current security provider. Invest in total security for your community or business with smartphone credentials, video capabilities, telephone entry, visitor management, and wireless locks all managed through one cloud-based software platform. It's time for you to improve responsiveness, manage your access control, and enhance your overall security needs. Visit SunbeltSYS.com. That's SunbeltSYS.com. You hear the news those in power want you to hear every day. You can't avoid it. Is it real? Is it factual? Here's a challenge. Listen to the conservative voices on WBOB for a week. Now you have another side to consider. Which will you choose to listen to after that? It's a free country. You get to choose. The conservative voice of Jacksonville. This is AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. Good morning. Happy Friday. Mostly sunny. We're starting to see that clear sky and the uh, sun is over the horizon, ready for us to go for this final work day week. That's right. All right. High 86 tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Saturday, sunny, high 85. 68 now in Jacksonville. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. All right, had a lot of guests, still got more guests lined up for you. I've got a great clip. Uh, wait till you hear Joe Biden on a, I mean, you thought this was, was a gaffe. I cannot wait till you hear this when asked last night. It is night, a funny one. It is, it's a good one. Asked last night about... Um, about immigration. Have you been to the border? No, but my wife has. Wow. Uh, anyway, and then also Don Lemon, D. Lemon from uh, CNN has a complete meltdown about the Democrats. I'm going to play all those clips coming up in just a little bit. A lot more to continue right here. Ed Dean uh, Rogers taking the morning off, but we got a lot more coming up next on Talk Radio WBOB. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, the conservative voice of Jacksonville, WBOB. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Biden vows America would come to Taiwan's defense if the self-governing democracy was attacked by China. Taiwan welcoming the remarks China predictably is not. President Biden admits he has no near-term answers for high gas prices, which he is blaming on OPEC. Also telling a CNN town hall he's considering deploying the National Guard to deal with supply chain issues, although the White House later clarified, saying that such a move would be up to the governors. Despite dismal polling numbers, Virginia Democrat gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe has invited the president to join him on the campaign trail next week. On Wall Street this morning, stock futures are mixed. Right now, Dow futures are up 59 points. NASDAQ futures down 28. S&P futures five points higher. More details at srnnews.com. 
News on WBOB, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. Good morning, I'm Patrick Johnson. A Jacksonville woman arrested at her daughter's hospital bedside can breathe a sigh of relief. Lynn Savage was arrested for trespassing this month at UF Health North when she refused to leave her daughter's hospital room when visiting hours ended. I just wanted to stay with my daughter because I didn't know if she was going to make it through the night. Thankfully, she did. This week, the trespassing charge was dropped. Savage says it didn't make sense to arrest her in the first place. Seating capacity at the Florida-Georgia football game will be reduced by 5,600 this year. It's part of agreement between the city and the schools. Temporary seating will not be installed in the north end zone. However, temporary seats will be installed by the south end zone as well as east and west clubs. As a result, the city will pay $400,000 to each school. A person is fighting for their life after a shooting in Magnolia Gardens Thursday night. JSO says the victim inside of a vehicle had crashed into a utility pole the person transported to a nearby hospital. That's Jacksonville.Radio News. This is Bill Gunderson, professional money manager and host of the Best Stocks Now show. I've been a professional money manager for the last 22 years. I write a weekly newsletter called Best Stocks Now. If you'd like to get a free sample, you can go to GundersonCapital.com. Make sure to tune in to Best Stocks Now on this station. Tune in to Best Stocks Now with Bill Gunderson every Saturday afternoon at 2 here on WBOB. And Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on our sister station, Talk 100.3. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? We have a broken down vehicle southbound I-95 at Riverside. The right lane is blocked there. Broken down vehicle southbound I-95 at Riverside. Watch out for that right lane there. Also, earlier accident 295 northbound, the entrance ramp from 103rd. The road is open, but people love to slow down. Also, another one at 295 southbound between Blanding and Roosevelt. That road is open as well. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. 68 now in Jacksonville. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has called for a special session in November for state lawmakers to address federal vaccine mandates for businesses and for workers. New polling data shows most consumers are beginning to notice the supply shortages at retail stores. And state Democrats say they'll move to repeal Florida's Stand Your Ground law. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600-831-0600 or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM WBOB. We need to take action to protect Florida jobs. And we have a situation now, unfortunately, in our country where we have a federal government that is very much um, trying to use the heavy hand of government uh, to force uh, a lot of these injections. That's uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is going to be calling for a special session coming up sometime in November. So we'll be following that. So anyway, good to have everybody with us. Uh, Roger's taking some time off. And uh, A.J. Davis has filled in. And as always, good to have everybody with us right here on Talk Radio WBOB. All right, let's continue. Uh, Eric Eichenberg, the CEO of the uh, Everglades Foundation here on our Newsmaker Line website, evergladesfoundation.org. Hey, you're over in Naples this week. So you're at, what was this college you're telling me you're at? Yeah, hey, good morning. I had a, I had the privilege of stopping up, up the street there and. um in uh, Bonita Springs to uh, to visit with um, folks at Florida Gulf Coast University. Right, oh, that's a good school. And, uh, yeah, very well yeah, known. Great, great school, Dunk City, I think they call it. Right back from the um, big basketball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
But they're they're building a uh, they're building a water a water school, and that'll be completed in January. Students will start taking classes in this beautiful building. So we had a chance to visit with uh, right, the administration there. What's a water school? Um, well, they're going to highlight um, issues of water quality. They're going to focus on um, uh, a lot of the issues that Florida is facing as it relates to water. And, um, you know, from their perspective, highlighting, bringing this topic to the forefront, letting students who are doing research and other academic insights, um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be an important aspect. I got to add, you know, as always, we always have issues we talk about, but sometimes you bring up something, I always, okay, it's like, I'm going, I know we're going on the straight and narrow, but I got to go off to a side path here. Sure. There's always talk about like a, not a worker shortage, but like a, college degrees where there's a shortage uh, some are saying we don't have enough for example trade skills i get that but for college degrees like more when it comes to like environmental services when it comes to engineers is there a shortage of scientists because there's always a market we're going down this road of studying more what we're finding more out there uh among nature so i know it sounds goofy but do we have a not a job shortage but do we have a, 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 a an education shortage where i'm not saying we're, we're not teaching them but people yeah. aren't just getting into that type of line of uh of a college in a business or degrees well i'm sure i'm sure there could be a number of segments on workforce here in florida and, and the need to improve workforce overall but as it relates to the environmental sciences i don't know if it's a shortage but more of a an opportunity more of a boundless uh opportunity of a career path i mean here here in florida this is a this is a petri dish for a whole host of environmental issues and you need, you want to educate kids, you want them to stay within our, uh, they, they're going through our state university system or colleges here in Florida, and then you want them to stay here. You want them to be able to in, immerse themselves in the issues of our state and help be part of the solution going forward. These, these best and brightest, these brains that are at our universities, these centers of excellence, here we have a water school that's going to come online early next year. That's the type of knowledge base that we need going forward. So, I mean, when you get them, I mean, so is it a college class where they get credits and all that kind of stuff as well? Oh, yeah. No, no. That, so, really? You know, you have kids that are studying biology, chemistry, uh, uh, marine science, all, all of the sciences that, uh, that are f- pertaining to the environment. I think they're all going to be at this particular school. They're going to be housed in this water school. Uh, you're going to have faculty that are going to be brought in from out of Florida, within Florida. I mean, they want to be experts on water. And what a, what a great opportunity. It's a unifying issue. It's going to sustain Florida's economy for generations to come. We have challenges. Let's put all of our resource and knowledge base towards fixing issues. You see the headlines every day. We have we have challenges in this state, but the good news is we have, uh, I think we have a bright future moving forward. Yeah, uh, this past week, uh, <laughs> you had to go to Bonita Springs. Oh, that's a tough road. Uh, anyway, uh, but you, you go meet with, the, I mean, now you, then you, then you, then you got to go meet with the Army Corps of Engineers. It's like, oh my word, I want to go back to water teaching, having a class at the water school. What is going on with them is the latest that you, the dealings and the trying to move things along with restoration areas down there in South Florida? Well, we're, we're coming close to the end of an of a almost three-year process where the Army Corps has been uh, updating the, the actual manual on how they're going to operate Lake Okeechobee. So, again, the governor called for an equal distribution of Lake Okeechobee water across all specters from, uh, from the Caloosahatchee to the St. Lucie to the Everglades to the sugar industry to the utility. You know, all the users of Lake O water, he wants it distributed in a very fair and manageable way. So next week, the Corps is going to release this plan. From what we're hearing, it's going to be a positive. It's a generational change, quite frankly, as, uh, as the way the lake is going to be operated. 
And the whole effort here, reduce the harmful discharges, all that toxic algae going east and west, cut that back significantly, and, and daggum, get the water down to Florida Bay, the Florida Keys, Everglades National Park, send it in the direction where it's intended, where God intended it to go, and that's where... Um, that's where that's we'll have we'll have some good news Ed next week. Yeah, um, let me ask you this. This is something that kind of hits me again when you have proposals to get things moving forward, and and you have documented and this is not a put down on others. This is just the way it is. This governor, which you have a great relationship with here in the state, is moving things at much more at a faster pace of getting things done. Is there many times of holdups? For example, when you guys have real hardcore infrastructure like reservoirs, and you got to get things done. Is there always the problem that you have to go through DEP, not so much through state, but other through federal regulations? Do you got to get all of those approved as well, or do you sometimes yeah. able to like say, are you able to fast track any of that? Yes, I mean that you, you you attempt to fast track as much as you can at the federal level, but there are many many times where that process just bogs down progress. So what what the good news is, the state of Florida under the governor's leadership are looking for ways to even fast track or accelerate work with the feds. There was language put in a piece of legislation in Washington that allows for any dollars that is going to come down to Everglades restoration infrastructure reservoirs that you're referencing, the money would bypass the Army Corps and go directly to the South Florida Water Management District. When that happens, these projects get contracted quicker, the work begins immediate, and then bottom line, they, they end on time or even prior to the completion date. So you're saving money, you're having a job creator, these are, these are, these are good-paying STEM-related jobs, and ultimately, the projects are finished. So we're, we're working to try to, 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 to free up any of this bureaucratic um, slowdown. And um, right now, the momentum is making it, uh, making it possible. Eric Eichenberg is the CEO of the Everglades Foundation, is on our Newsmaker line. Um, you've got some things coming up. I know hopefully we're going to see you again in a couple of weeks over in Tallahassee. you got more committee meetings coming up before the big uh, January uh, sp- uh, session in 2022. So are you, is it? I would assume it's good news. You have you, you get to limit. Of course, don't we all want to limit our time in Tallahassee? Uh, you've, got, you've got a legislature <laughs> that's pretty much is, is on board. You've got a governor you've got a great partnership with. That, to me, would have to be a good sign. You go there to meet with some of those just to follow up a couple of days and spending a whole daggum week again, huh? <laughs> well, well, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag on the good news that will be coming right. for the uh – for the uh, legislature, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll share that with uh, your good listeners here in the coming weeks. But we're, listen, I, I've said this before, Ed. When you when, talk about a football team with a quarterback, when you have a quarterback that is uh, Brady-esque, and you see what happens when you can rely upon a quarterback to move you down the field, score those important touchdowns, and get the wins. That's what we have here as far as the uh, Everglades and what we're dealing with in Florida. We have a quarterback, Ron DeSantis. He's leading on this effort. Listen, run the, run the, run the patterns. Run the pass patterns. Catch the ball. Score the touchdown. That's where we're going. Uh, we're going to have a good session. The environment, uh, the Everglades, is in good shape. Um, the governor is, um, you know, he's 
pushing into for his fourth year. He committed $2.5 billion. We're three-quarters to the way to that commitment. It's important. You know, here's the thing. Let me set this up. So this year, you've got economists predicting like a 6.5% GDP growth rate. Next year, uh-oh, it's going to slow down to 4.4. Okay, uh, hopefully that inflation doesn't kick in again. That's still not a bad return, okay? Having said this, you're going to get people going, well, see, Eric, you had a tremendous year, but the governor's got, he's not really prioritizing many things. And you'd be like, my, my conversation would be like, dude, we had a jam pam, jam, jam pam, no, wait, a power jam packed 2021. Um, things are moving forward. We don't need to see, you're not going to see the same type of enthusiasm when things are getting done. Sometimes there may be a lesser priority, but we've already got what we need to move along. Yeah, and if you, if exactly, and if you, if you also want GDP growth here in the state of Florida, and to demonstrate that Florida is not being slowed by some of the national issues, you know, our industry, number one industry in this state is tourism. So what are we doing to ensure that the 100-plus million people that come here on an annual basis to, to enjoy our beaches, our waterways, our fishing, our boating, you know, if, if, if that was going to pot, we would be even, in, even more difficult. So, yes, the challenges that are being faced here within the environment, we're working to fix them. But the biggest beneficiary of all this work, of all this effort, is our tourism industry, our right. hospitality industry, and our real estate industry. That's what drives Florida. That's what's going to lead us to even greater economic growth. And the governor understands that. He knows the connection. I'm with you. All right. Eric Eichenberg, Everglades Foundation CEO, website EvergladesFoundation.org. Have a good weekend, brother. Take care, Ed. All right. Water school, I love it, dude. Interesting. That's kind of class. Be interesting who how do you stereotype of who takes that class. Be interesting. So, all right. More coming up next. Ed Dean. Roger Henderson's out today, taking a vacation day off. We'll have more coming up next. Talk Radio WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Still have that broken down vehicle southbound I-95 at Riverside. The right lane there is still blocked. Please take it take it easier as you're going. I-95 southbound right at Riverside. Accident also 295 southbound between Blanding and Roosevelt. The road is open there, though. See something that'll help? Give us a call. 901-SAFE. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. Florida's economy depends on restoring America's Everglades. Everglades restoration will not only improve our environment, it will create 65,000 new infrastructure jobs and support hundreds of thousands of jobs tied to the real estate, recreation, and tourism industries. Let's invest in our future. Restore America's Everglades. Create jobs. Learn more at EvergladesFoundation.org. One of the most frequent questions we get is, is how much is a one-carat diamond? I'm Clayton Bromberg, the president of Underwoods, and that's an impossible question to answer because a carat's only a measure of weight for gemstones. It'd be no different than you going to a car dealer and asking, how much is a 3,000-pound car? That'd bring a laugh. Diamonds are graded for four things, and carat weight's only one of those. The others are cut, color, and clarity. At Underwoods, each of these factors is graded for specifically with the grade set by a certified gemologist of the American Gem Society. So when you ask us about a diamond's weight, we're going to tell you more than just the price. At Underwoods, we want a customer to understand how all four factors of diamond quality relate back to the beauty, rarity, and value of the diamond. Everybody understands the value of a dollar, but at Underwoods, we want our customers to know what their dollar buys in diamond value. So if quality counts... 
Stop by and see us at Underwoods in San Marco, Avondale, or the shops of Ponte Vedra. At The Y, we take great pride in strengthening our community and helping all of us be our best selves. Our programs empower young people, improve health and well-being, and inspire action in our communities. Today and every day, no matter where you are on your journey, we're here for you. We're here for all. Stop by or visit us at fcymca.org to discover new ways to connect with your potential, your purpose, and each other. Join us. Together, we're stronger for our community. Hurricane season is here, and 2021 is expected to be an active one. If you're considering a new generator this year, call American Electrical Contracting to schedule early. American Electrical Contracting will help you plan within your budget and has the highest-rated factory-certified installers. If there's a storm being tracked, there's a waiting list. Be prepared and buy your new generator today. Visit American-Electrical.com today. American-Electrical.com Good morning. It's finally Friday. Looking pretty good weather-wise today. Mostly sunny. There's going to be some clouds around and possibly some isolated storms or showers. High 86. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low 63. Saturday will start the weekend very sunny with a high 85. 68 now in Jacksonville. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB. By calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Hey, my good friend, and it comes on this show a lot um, with us is uh, Ron Davis, uh, legal commentator, legal columnist for floridadaily.com, and Sitting in for, uh, well, for Roger, AJ's been helping out as always. AJ and I have a lot of fun off the air, man. We're just cracking jokes. So anyway, so uh, Ron's hanging out with me uh, later uh, throughout the morning today. Let me play for you a clip. I love these. Um, let me see if I can pull this up. D. Lemon. Don Lemon has a meltdown. <laughs> Folks, this is great. By the way, I got two D. Clip- Lemon. I like that. D. Lemon. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's how Andrew Cuomo refers to him. Hey, I, I want to pass it off to my man, D. Lemon. I'm like, what did you become hip, dude? All right, anyway, so let me play for you two clips. This is absolutely classic. Here was Joe Biden. I'll get to the D. Lemon. Don Lemon here one in a second. Here was Joe Biden. Was asked a question at last night's CNN. Why didn't you go on like a Fox town hall? Anyway, CNN town hall. um, Anderson Cooper, 360, whatever. Ask him a question about going down to the border. This is a class. Listen, this is a hysterical. He refers to his wife. He kind of sidesteps it. Hey, when are you going down to the border, brother? This is what the president said in response. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by, uh, by hurricanes and floods and and weather and, tra- and traveling around the world. But uh, I plan on, now my wife Jill has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. She's looked into those places. You notice you're not seeing a lot of pictures of kids lying on top of one another with, uh, you know, with, 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 uh, um, you know, uh, 
It looks like tarps on top of them. Oh, no, because he's too busy uh, spreading the uh, the wealth around in the rest of the country, unaccompanied minors. Which, by the way, were pictures during the Obama administration. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I, I like the answer. I haven't been down there because of uh, hurricanes a couple months ago. Yeah, I, I've been so busy. <laughs> yeah, I've been so busy traveling around Camp David and everything. I just like it how he deflects it and puts it off on his wife. You know, it's it's great to be a Democrat, and you can just say anything. What it, was Anderson Cooper's next question? What color flavor ice cream do you like? I mean, was it really hard hitting, or did he just so, kind of smile at him and say thank you and move on? So here's the meltdown. Listen to this. So the this was kind of an interesting take. Uh, a couple days back, maybe was it Monday? Nancy Pelosi, of course, blames the media for not getting the truth about the spending bill. Well, I think people understand what the spending bill is about. That's why only thirty eight percent believe it's going to benefit them so don lemon pretty much has a meltdown he's like dude listen we're not the um we're not the pr firm for the democratic party i mean technically they are but this is what he said i'm not just going to sit back and expect the news media to do it for me because it's not our job to sell the narrative it's our job to discuss what you are doing and yes part of what's in it but it's not our job to sell your agenda for you they are not selling their agenda and the only reason that i am so enthusiastic about this is because our democracy is on the line i don't All right, let me let me stop right there he's got more of it. So he wait a second he's been selling the agenda ever since trump has been in the white house and when biden was running and he by the way he indirectly is selling the agenda by the democratic party finish listening to the clip here want America to lose its democracy. I don't want America to be a country of minority rule. And I don't want America to be a place where black and brown people like me, whose ancestors fought and died for the right to vote, are restricted from going to the voting booth. That is the most un-American thing to do. So I have this platform that I have now, and I'm speaking very passionate about it. Democrats, get your butts in gear and get passionate about saving this damn country. Well, wait a second. He's he's mouthpiece for the Dems right there. Yeah, I. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's Don Lemon. I, I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's. So this is how he ended it. Here we go. You ready? You're not doing it. You're weak. You are weak. You are weak. That's it. Good night. Thank you and good night. <laughs> so was he mad? Was he mad because he'd had, he had he did, couldn't get anybody other than Cuomo to come on his show? Yeah, Cuomo's just answering everything. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just hysterical watching Don Lemon get all ticked off with the media. The media has been co-oping with the Democrats for heavily over the last twenty years on many issues out there as well. And for them to sit back and listen, Nancy Pelosi is blaming the media for not getting the message out properly. Evidently, the message is getting out. Even the media is covering what's inside, but they haven't done a deep dive to the American public of what the true cost of this bill is going to be when they say zero cost and the media they claim hasn't done a good enough job of, pre- of, of presenting the fact all the media says this is what they say free child health care permanent tax credits let's take care of college tuition that's all they've said which you think most voters will go along with it's not like they criticize the pelosi biden plan out there and yet they're they're blaming the media and the media's like hey dude we've done this for you but by the way let me just say this for the republicans out there I get a lot of Republicans. Ed, you know, what, what, what's you know, you you don't talk about. Listen, if many of my Republican friends acted like conservatives, I would love to promote the issues. Not so much you individuals out there, 
But if you if you promoted conservatism, normal, simplistic conservatism, based on a free market, you don't need to go into some, uh, you know, trying to compare us with 40 other states, uh, just, just focus on less spending. I, I understand the social conservatives. I get that. But be consistent out there. I would love to be a cheerleader for conservative causes. But when I look at some of my Republican friends who claim that we don't do enough to promote their agenda, well, don't blame me. Maybe it's because some of your agenda isn't really worthwhile promoting out there. Or the messaging. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. They, I mean, and by the way, I've got it's amazing when you have to ask me to do a better messaging. I mean, I understand why and I'm flattered, but it's amazing that you got to ask me and Roger and all of us to do a messaging job for many of you out there that cannot do it. Well, I, and I think there's a, there's, there's a little bit of a distinction. There's a distinction between messaging and getting your message out. I think that's what the problem most Republicans have is they can't get their message out because they're shut down everywhere. And I think that's kind of a, a little bit of a nuance there, you know, whereas the Democrats don't have that problem. I mean, it is as clear as a nose on your face that the, the mainstream media has become Please, a propaganda arm of, right. the, of, of the left. You, you, know, know? you know what we should have done? We should, you know, hold on. You'll like this one. Okay, so this is like an Alex Trebek. I'm going to do, do a Jeopardy. Ready? So here's the answer. From going to the voting booth. That is the most un-American here, thing to do. Right here. Where black and brown people like me, whose ancestors fought and died for the right to vote, are restricted from going to the voting booth. That is the most un-American thing to do. So, All right. That's an outright lie. The, the, hold on, hold on. Okay, mm -hmm. so the answer is Don Lemon says that uh, this president ain't getting his message out. and He doesn't like the way things are. <laughs> the question is, see, the question would be the answer. Who was Donald Trump? You know, that's what you thought this would have been Donald Trump he's raving against. Oh, yeah. It's Joe Biden. Absolutely classic. I love these clips. 755 Talk Radio. WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Southbound Roosevelt at 295. Traffic lights aren't working right. That's just what we need. Southbound Roosevelt right there at 295. Watch out for the traffic lights. Still that broken down vehicle on the southbound I-95 right lane right at Riverside. I-95 southbound right at Riverside. Still have a broken down vehicle in the right lane. Be aware. Mostly sunny today. Expect the high 86. Tonight partly cloudy. Low 63. I'm Lou Dobbs. John Deere workers strike impacting farm families. Profits soar at the Union Pacific Railroad. Greyhound Bus Lines has a new owner. Those stories next. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. My wife and I love these Giza sheets, and I'm sure you will as well. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code DOBS or call 1-800-977-9152 for these great specials. That's 1-800-977-9152. Use promo code DOBS. Family farms across the country already finding it difficult to secure quality, affordable farm equipment. And that was before 10,000 John Deere workers went on strike. But now the shortage of equipment is driving up prices beyond what many farmers can afford. One recent auction saw a lightly used John Deere tractor sell for almost $40,000 more than its original price. 
Despite supply chain challenges, Union Pacific Railroad saw its revenue grow 13% in the third quarter, as it hauled more in virtually every category of freight. The one exception was in shipping automobiles due to ongoing production problems traced to dwindling supplies of microchips. Greyhound Bus Lines, a fixture on American highways since 1914, has just been sold to German transportation company Flix Mobility for $140 million. Join me right here three times daily. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Are you a parent, grandparent, guardian, teacher, friend, or family member to a high school senior or recent graduate struggling with what to do next? Recommend a jumpstart to a lifelong career through American Electrical Academy. American Electrical Academy is a free nine-week course that will provide them with the skills and experience they need for a career in the electrical skill trade. This free nine-week course will set them apart during the interview process. No experience necessary. Tell them to apply today at electricalacademy.org electricalacademy.org I'm Sebastian Gorka and this is what you missed on America First The cover yeah, has a, a man a man dressed up as a playboy bunny as a bunny so a man is a, is now a bunny and look um that's you know you know maybe that that works for some magazines but let's keep in mind you know playboy has tried to appeal to heterosexual men for many decades now. America First with Sebastian Gorka on WBOV. Looks like a good Friday starting here, and we wish you a happy Friday. Mostly sunny, high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 63. Saturday will start the weekend, sunny, high 85, 68 degrees now. Talk Radio WBOB with Ed Dean. All right, we got a lot more coming up in hour number three. It's Ed Dean along with uh, Ron Davis. I almost said Ron Henderson, but anyway, Roger's out today. Take it easy. So we got a lot more coming up next. Talk Radio WBOB. AM 600 WBOB Jacksonville 101.1 FM W266CX Fruit Cove The conservative voice of Jacksonville